Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome to the Deceptively Fast podcast. A little bit of a change of pace today. I wanted to interview Brian Peters, who is a former linebacker with the Houston Texans, and he is extremely fit. I wanted to ask him about his experience with the ketogenic diet because I know many of you have tried the ketogenic diet or at least you've listened to your coworkers talk about it. Maybe you've had a family member try to press it upon you. It's very, very popular right now. I've experimented with it myself to varying degrees of success, but Brian Peters is probably amongst athletes, competitive athletes, one of the most strict adherents to it. A lot of times guys will try it, and then they'll fail, and they'll jump jump back on the sugar train right quick and be eating their, their pasta and all this other stuff. But it's a relatively low-carb diet that needs to be modified for athletes somewhat. But Brian Peters stays very strict with it. And that's always fascinated me because whenever I tried it as an athlete or currently, whenever I start working out hard, that's when I start wanting more and more and more and more carbs. But he's very intelligent has thought about it very extensively. also want to thank all of you that left reviews. We've got a bunch more reviews. That always helps a lot, whether it's on iTunes or elsewhere. Also, as I always promise, if you leave a verbal review on iTunes, I will read it. This is from Twitter Tom. Seth is quick-witted, knowledgeable, and relatable. He has a great perspective that is very entertaining. You'll be brought up to speed with NFL happenings with some big smiles and laughs. Keep on rocking, Seth. Well, thank you very much. I very, very much appreciate that. I feel a little weird reading some of these because uh, you guys are you guys are way too kind to me. But without further ado, here is Brian Peters with everything that you need to know right this moment about living ketogenically. So here he is, Brian Peters. Brian, how are you doing today? Fantastic. Thanks for having me on. Did you? Uh, I'm, I'm assuming you had at least one workout already. Uh, today, yeah, I'm, all right. I'm on one end, and then I'm going back for a little bit of a like a cardio workout session after. Do you get two workouts a day regularly? Uh, yeah, like my my runs and lifts, I kind of chop up into two. It depends on the day, and then I do a little bit of mobility and breath work uh, scattered in here and there too. What I was telling our listeners before was that I, I, let me give you a brief intro. Um, I came into the league in 1997. In 1997, the, the big low-carb diet at the time was the Atkins diet, which wasn't necessarily obviously tailored for athletes at all. But it was a way to lose weight when you had to lose weight in the offseason. Usually what would happen is every year, a few guys would lose a bunch of weight with low-carb diets, and they would come into training camp and they would just die in the first couple of days because they hadn't they hadn't really been working out all that hard, um, or if it came into uh, if they came into the OTAs and and they hadn't really adapted to it yet. That's why I I was really struck over the last few years when so many more athletes started having lower carb diets. But when I started reading about you, 
You you seem like of anybody I'd ever seen in a glycolytic sport, like a sport that burns a lot of sugar. You seem to be pretty extreme in your ability to to maintain ketosis and be ketogenic. Is that fair to say? Yeah. So uh, I'm not completely keto anymore. Uh, I I learned a lot about it. I experimented on myself. Um, and I was able to maintain it mostly through, like, it's easy to do out of season. Um, even through OTAs, not crazy demanding. I could still uh, keep high tempo, like high energy and like my, my work capacity was still high in season. It was a little more complex. So like by, by definition to be, uh, like keto diet, it's 50 grams or under of carbohydrates a day. And in season, I like I'll, I'll push to probably four days a week where I'm 150 to 250. And that's just more around the performance of the game. But, um, no, it's, it's, uh, I mean, fat actually burns cleaner than carbohydrates. If you get your ratios and macros down properly. And if you, if you do it in a healthy manner, but it, sometimes it just takes some extreme measures to get that amount of fat content into your diet. Is that because I guess you still have to burn a lot of calories, right? Even though you're going lower, yeah. you're going low carb, but in season, you might be burning 4,000, 5,000 calories a day. Um, probably not that, probably not that much, but it's obviously game day. Yeah. But, uh, probably nothing, nothing too extensive. Like the, most of the practices, like the intense ones are, uh, Wednesday, Thursday, you might, you might burn two, two K, but it just depends on the day. But spe- like special teams, usually like, uh, I was always, uh, like we special teams a little more high intensity and then we go straight into scout team where we take most of the reps. So we, we, we burn a little bit more than. Uh, some of the main guys, probably not besides like DBs receivers are uh, outliers in that aspect, but yeah. Yeah, I guess I was uh, I was scaling it towards the linemen too. I forgot I forgot the the glory days when I used to be able to eat four or five thousand <laughs> calories a day and uh, <laughs> whatever I wanted. Yeah, the the thing that struck me was when I was reading about Cushing in one of his workouts in the off season. I think the things that have changed over the last ten years or so has been that people are way more comfortable taking in a ton of fat. And it was that Cushing was, Cushing was doing a, a bulletproof coffee in the morning. And, and I think 15 years ago, most guys would have thought of the idea of putting a half stick of butter in a cup of coffee and, and making that your breakfast is, would, would just be crazy where it's just a lot more common these days, or is it still pretty restricted to guys like you and Cushing? Um, no, like, Guys kind of understand it. I, I wouldn't say we didn't, we didn't have too many guys doing crazy diets. Everybody, everybody fall like everybody eats healthy for the most part. Like there, there's like there's everybody has their cheat days and that kind of stuff. But uh, when it comes to cushing, I don't, I haven't come across a guy that uh, is more meticulous with his diet. He like like we'd go to Chipotle and he'd go out and measure how much brown rice he's taking in the, a stupid fucking or sorry sorry no go ahead no, stupid, no, no, uh, it's podcast go uh, ahead <laughs> weight scale on the bed of his truck before he eats it like it just it's like it, it he's a true professional when it came to his diet yeah and there's a lot of guys like that where they have them pre-made and that kind of thing but um yeah I, like the, like identifying the the proper use of fat for like a bulletproof coffee not too many guys embrace it. So I'd probably say there's there's four or five guys that understand it on most teams, but it's just kind of kind of hit or miss, I guess. So you guys and uh so were you were you and Cushing kind of like the scientific meatheads of the linebacker room? Uh yeah, Cush uh yeah, it, it wasn't like a Romanowski uh crazy tackle box full of pills, but it was just uh <laughs> it like like we we both had our blood work done. We knew what our deficiencies were. 
we got supplements to fill those deficiencies. What we were good in, we maintained, like that kind of thing. And then you start, but like obviously that that's just to be, I guess the goal is optimal performance, and that's just to get optimal performance just through like your baseline. And then there's ways to increase performance on top of that. Whether like again, whether it's amino acids, creatine, because really the main goal is recovery. And then you start, then you you look at football where you want joint and brain function so you start inserting healthy fats fish oils you insert the the high fat diet because the the brain and the the joints the ligaments and tendons are made of fat and how fat works in the body if you saturate saturate yourself with enough good fats the fat cells in your body actually decrease in size which is the anti-inflammatory marker of it and that's why your joints and your brain feel better Mm -hmm. so for football athletes that should be prescribed for everybody because with the like the brain trauma of the sport on a constant basis uh, wednesday thursday friday and sunday it i i think that just would be protocol for everybody in the nfl and i've brought that up i've been our pa rep in houston the last two three years and I, I bring that up out at like the pa meetings and why we're like teams aren't allowed to give their players supplements like just like high concentration fish oils but uh it's just things like that i just uh I've always had a knack for learning and chasing edges because, again, like the opportunity to play in the NFL is super rare. So, like, if if you're a pro, you're going to chase those edges. And a a lot of guys do. A lot of guys do uh, in, like, a tempoed manner where, like, they they take multivitamins, fish oils, and just, like, pre- pre and post-workout, which is really all you need if you're truly operating with no stress, you're getting your sleep, and you're having proper diet. Like, that's that's cool but then like if you're a competitor like most like push hyper competitive jj hyper competitive like these elite athletes they chase edges and uh sports supplements and diet and uh, really just human performance which is recovery all these like contrasts on all these other crazy methods but i'm kind of ranting now but yeah that's just <laughs> that's my take on it well no because i look i'll tell you honestly just and and i haven't Ever since I started experimenting with higher fat diets, it, it hasn't been as a competitive athlete. But I would just say, even from a just a from a casual standpoint and a recreational athlete or just somebody that works out, I've I've loved it and I've felt the benefit of it in my brain. I've I've felt like the clearer thinking, the different, the more stable energy levels. The hardest part about it for me has always just been that when I start working out intensely again, I have a really hard time controlling the carb cravings. So I'm I'm kind of all in on it, and I understand, especially the fish oil studies and uh, all, all the benefits that it can have with it. It's just I'm, I'm fascinated by trying to find that proper balance between how many carbs are too many carbs. How do you How do you judge or monitor when – you've gone too far over the edge to where you're not, you know, oxidizing fat primarily. And, and I, and I guess, how did you, cause when you're younger, I know you're, you're following more of the traditional guidelines for how to structure your diet. When did you really start experimenting with it in, in training your body to operate that way? Uh, as, as far as fat goes, yeah. as far as like my interest in diet, more the the fat and the lower, like reducing the carbs. Because and I don't um, I don't mean to call it a low carb because it is more of a focus on on other nutrients that are perhaps more efficient. Is that a, is that a fair way to put it? Yeah. And so it, it, for me, it started probably in college. Like my doctor started giving me diets. Eric Serrano's based out of Ohio, 
and majority like majority of it was initially just getting clean carbs so you start you start taking out um like the breads and like the the, the higher glycemic level foods it's just it's just easier to consume cleaner starch cars basically or, or sorry no starch cars but uh like sweet potatoes brown rice and then once you learn that and see results from that like the i guess was was probably the first diet i ever got on was basically i think it was three pounds of meat a day <laughs> and then like my like my fats were just supplemented with um uh red meat fish and then i had to take three shots of extra virgin olive, olive oil every day and like that was the first weird kind of diet i experimented with and then that just once i saw that really just it really increased my performance because i was kind of just being unprofessional with it in college but then that um rolled over into um what i read the book called the ketogenic bible and that's when i started like tinkering with like the actual the the ideal fat percentages but then a lot of that stuff was more medicinal and then it wasn't for optimal performance so i just went down a ton of rabbit holes and tinkered and found out what worked for me and out of season i could i could get into ketosis super easy and that but then in season like there's I, I I wouldn't crash, but I didn't have the energy post practice and post lift for meetings and more film study in the evening. So I, I started just kind of just uh, t- like increasing my car percentages uh, post activity and end up finding this balance where um, like practice days were like 150, and then I I do cars before the like the Saturday night before just to help burn on Sundays. But that was just kind of my evolution of the process. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's always interesting to hear people like you who are very careful and meticulous about it. And then I guess like one other group of people that's really meticulous about that kind of stuff are CrossFit athletes. And it seems like (laughs) people kind of go through this transition where they think, yeah, I'm going to be low carb all the time and fat is all I need. And then they tweak it and they understand and they realize, okay, everybody's individual and I've just got to figure out exactly what I need on any given day or how my genetics modify everything. Yeah, and but that's I mean we it's crazy that we live in a world now where you send in saliva tests, you can go and get blood tests and find all that out in a week, and then you change your diet for a month or two and go get tested again. Like so, if you want, if you really, I don't know, I feel like health is the most valuable thing we have. Like it's like, and whenever you're in a scenario where you're not healthy, the only thing you really want is to be healthy. So if you maintain, if you stay healthy and actually invest in your body and just health in general, just it's crazy how how cool and how that focus and priority just increases everything else in your life. So that's been my kind of, uh, I guess, pursuit of optimal performance, not just for football, but just life in general. I'm just, I'm, I know I'm a better person when my diet's good. Um, and my performance is better when, like when my diet's good, my sleep's good. I get sun and I get my sleep. And the, like, there's, there's a push, like not only in the CrossFit world and the football world for, this optimal recovery because we, we kind of coach it and like I'm a, a company I'm affiliated with called MindStrong up in Minneapolis where 
there's just a crave for this better lifestyle where, where like obviously technology and all these things are affecting our sleep cycles like the the un, I'm not going to go on a crazy primal rant on uh, just blue light and like what actually suppresses oh uh, no production so we don't actually sleep yeah rant, uh, rant away on that. rant away on that REM cycles and all this stuff it's just um there's a knowledge for it because it actually increases mental performance for anybody that's in a nine to five and, and people look for ways to increase efficiency in the office and nobody really like you, you hire consultants to fix all these problems and communication and whatnot but if you, you increase the each and every, every cog in the machine with good sleep and good diet you're going to have a better company so i just I, I i like that stuff and it's not just professional athletes and crossfitters that are using this this system it's like just with the spread of information through social media and that kind of stuff people are finding out how good keto is and if you read that book the ketogenic bible you find out the history of how fat actually got a bad name and a bad rap just because i'm not like i'm not going to go after all the big companies but it wasn't profitable for people so it got suppressed the louder voice won and fat became an evil word and now with the spread of information and then the effective use of it like people are, are, are finding out and it's, it's, I guess, kind of losing its bad name. Same with the, the kind of the bad name CrossFit gets too. It's just a, it's a way to stay in shape and it's high intensity cardio, which is one of the most effective ways of uh, maintaining cardiovascular health. It's just, it's, it, things are like the, the spread information is good. And I'm ranting again, but that's what, uh, that's kind of what I believe. No, that, no. Uh, like I said, I don't mind you ranting at all about that stuff. I, I wear the orange goggles at night and, uh, I'm, I'm right there with you on blue light. Our daughter has to have her, my, my wife's really strict with my daughter and their electronic screen time. And it's always on night shift. And, uh, it's, I, I've noticed a huge difference with that just since I started wearing the, the blue blocking goggles at night, how much better I sleep. That um, the MindStrong project that you mentioned that is really fascinating. Is uh, tell me, just tell me what you guys do, what your goals are, what what is the MindStrong MindStrong project? Um, so it's, it's, the MindStrong project is based out of um, Minneapolis. It it originally started just a it was purpose driven goal setting for kids up there, and it just it then it just immediately just grabbed on with like the collegiate app. It's a, it started in a baseball program, but now it's branched out into uh, MLB, NHL. Uh, a couple of guys in the Texans did some of the protocols and stuff with me down there. But it's uh, it's human performance for the most part. It's recovery, it's breath, and then it's uh, mindset, which is tailored into kind of our – they're, they're all baseball guys, so it's a diamond series where if you understand your purpose and you know your standards and values and you have systems to support those standards and values and you have a vision going forward – if you understand that life and purpose and goals all have a structure to it, they don't happen magically and you have systems in place and standards that stimulate your pride and everything, you can kind of achieve everything. So we give people systems and tools, which basically right now has, has been a lot of breath work, um, a lot of different uh, variations of recovery work that I, like I've pursued myself, they've pursued. We have a team of five doctors that uh, just pump us with information for uh, sleep hygiene, uh, breathing protocols that increase aerobic capacity. Um, just, it just, it's, it's been, it's been really cool to guinea pig with from, for myself, just cause it's, it's, it's fun to do anything from like, I used to 
originally I was doing like free diving protocols and Wim Hof, just like out of curiosity, I went down rabbit holes and I started experimenting with that kind of thing. And it, it just kind of sunk my teeth into it. Cause you start seeing that, that you can change the actual way you interact with oxygen in and out of your lungs, in your tissue. And it just flips your kind of your mindset into how you breathe during performance. And then actually how you breathe out of, out of performance nasal breathing versus mouth breathing, all these things. And it's created this awesome company that um, now coaches. We, I mean, I think we got uh, five MLB players um, and then four NHL guys and then a, and a ton of collegiate athletes. And it's just, it's just gaining more and more steam. We, uh, my buddy that runs the company gets three, four or five calls every day with professional athletes just want to learn and maximize their performance, and that's what it does. That's the MindStrong project. That's really cool. Did you get your parents into that at all? My parents? Yeah. I, I met your parents before the a what? game. Of, I met your parents before a game a few years ago. I, I, I had a really good time talking to your dad. They, they seem like really nice people. Oh, they're studs, yeah. Um, so, no, I got my dad on keto, um, and he that, that's the biggest thing uh, that he's taken from it. And uh, so he does the Bulletproof coffee. He, he, he gets on the bacon in the morning, and uh, – he, he, he feel, I mean, he feels much better, uh, lost a bunch of weight too. And then, um, I actually got my mom doing some breathing exercises, um, just to kind of downregulate her a little bit. Cause she, she, she's kind of a, a night owl and like has trouble winding down. Uh, so there, there's breathing protocols we have that just kind of get you ready and locked in for sleep. And then, uh, I took her through some Wim Hof stuff just to see her toy with her physiology, which she, she thought was funny just cause her fingers and her face were tingling from the excess oxygen because you can actually increase um, the oxygen in your tissue um, through breathing protocols too. So that kind of thing um, is what they've really been exposed to. And they, they just want to understand what I'm doing and uh, my, myself and then what we, we coach with MindStrong. So I just try and feed them a little bit every time. And then I, I, I preach to them about environmental stressors and just kind of my – philosophy now as I like people always ask me why I hop up in the cold tub up to my neck and that kind of thing where I learned it and like why because like, it looks it's something like a lot of people look at it crazy because a lot of people like most of the football players only go into their waist for the cold tub get your legs right and that kind of thing and then if you actually look at the, the science behind it super scattered but um if you look at like the primal nature of it humans evolve with two primary challenges in life our physiology like our biology is basically evolved to overcome the challenge of calorie scarcity and environmental stress particularly cold so if you if you look at that in like in the span of evolution seven million years whatever it is and we've solved those two problems in the past hundred years like we we have grocery stores we have no problem getting our calories and now and then we live in a 70 degree bubble from our cars to our houses to work like we're ne we never expose ourselves to these elements so we yeah. actually have these stored energy uh systems that are we've evolved to fight environmental stress and fight uh or and, and basically basically naturally fast for this for these calories and that's why our mind flips into uh highly focused states while fasting because it's on to the next challenge to get calories again things like that so basically, I, I have this theory from what I've read and like people in my network now with XPT training and people we've interviewed on the MindStrong Project podcast where 
basically now a lot of autoimmune diseases and all these things exist and like these 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 periods of or these problems of excess and comfort that like humans are living in now that the body doesn't have to attack these environmental stressors and we have all these comfort calories that we didn't have in in the past of our evolution so now the body attacks itself so that's just i try and explain that in the simplest terms possible to people when i do it so like by intentionally taking yourself to the cold tub and to the sauna you're actually um, working your cardiovascular system you're strengthening your immune system to handle these environmental stressors that really our body needs because it's not like naturally from a self-preservation standpoint like when you are comfortable like really like or like i guess when you have all these necessities covered and your body naturally from a self-defense standpoint is gonna relax and store energy for the next time it has to fight but really we don't have to fight anymore so we store store all this unused energy and our body eventually uses it in some capacity and they and that it, makes sense. yeah and it's a, no 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 it makes perfect sense i always it, it seems like even as you're describing that, you kind of think of these stressors as guide rails that keep your body on track. And and without those guide rails, everything falls apart and, and everything kind of just starts operating independently of how it should be. And uh, no, that that's really cool stuff. So the MindStrong Project. And I, I told your mom and dad when I'm, I <laughs> talked to him a couple of years ago that, and I had never met you before that I, I just from seeing and reading about you that you needed to get into this industry of just helping people because you really, you're a really good example for people. And I know you're very intelligent and you, you really research all this stuff. Um, so it's, it's good too. I, I like that you guys focus on the breath, not just because that's what you fundamentally believe, but because for a lot of people, if you, if they hear the word meditation or or mindfulness or anything, they kind of pull back and and object to it because it feels too Eastern or too floofy. And uh, when you just tell people, "Hey, we're going to focus on your breathing," for whatever reason, they seem to accept that a little bit more. They're more they're more willing to try it. Uh, dude, definitely. It's it's funny because like whatever, like growing up. Uh, high school, college, pros, everybody, like, you, like people always, like, if you're overreacting or you're out of breath or whatever it is, like, they tell you to breathe, but no, nobody's ever coached you to breathe. Yeah. So, like, we kind of just, we implement, I guess, breath work as, like, another pillar of physical fitness, like diet, uh, exercise, and now breath. And so, like, there, there's ways you can, war- like, it basically, it can help, help warm up your core muscles, increase your uh, lung capacity, but like at, at the end of the day, like everybody kind of has like like if you ever done one of those uh, oximeters on your finger, like everybody has a healthy amount of oxygen in your blood, 95 to 99 percent. The really the real thing that people don't have is CO2 tolerance, which is was actually what in your brain makes you gasp for more air. Like you, so just I'm not going to get into all the the technicalities of it. So if you actually increase your CO2 tolerance doing like exhale holds. Um, like and stagnant exhale holds or like doing it during physical activity on the bike during warm-ups, you can actually spike your red blood cell count. And then, um, sorry, the, the main point is to increase your CO2 tolerance. So you actually use the, uh, that 95 to 99% oxygen in your blood way more efficiently than if you have poor CO2 tolerance. So we actually, we, we do a lot of that training, which has hints of Wim Hof in it. And then we've taken some of it from, uh, we've learned some of it from Brian McKenzie, and then we've taken some like tools and stuff from interactions with uh, Laird Hamilton and Gabby Reese, 
uh, out in LA and Hawaii with their, their company XPT. They, they've welcomed us with open arms and continue to teach us there. So it's been, it's been a crazy little learning process, but like, again, like the, the, the mindfulness and the, like the meditation get a bad rap, but like, if you actually calm your mind, focus on your breath, and then you actually, if you're an athlete and competitive about it, like you actually start to compete with your breath and you increase your CO2 tolerance through activities, you become a better athlete. And then there's other tricks where you can spike your red blood cell count um, and trick your body into believing it's an elevation. And then you get 10% more red blood cells to go and compete with, which is a competitive edge. So it's just, there's different, there, there's tools we teach and coach. And then there's like, there's other sports where like the mind is more involved than football where baseball on the mound or coming up the bat where guys physiology gets the best of them. So we just give guys tools to, kind of assess themselves and then use uh, in performance. And then, like, again, back to, like, my parents who are not athletes by any means anymore, but they just teaching them about nasal breathing during the day and understanding the levels of, uh, I guess, the levels of oxygen, like, that you're exposed to every day and how your breathing habits during the day affect your breathing habits, like, or breathing habits during breath affect your breathing habits during performance. Like, it's not just going to, if you're a shit, a, a, a bad breather, a bad breather during the, during the entire day, you can't just assume like once you start performing, you're going to become a good breather again. That's just not how it works. You got to, it's got to be a cognizant thing all day. And actually there, there's a lot of, there's crazy health benefits to breathing properly. It's, it's, it's like the research is starting to come out more as meditation and mindfulness become more relevant in today's culture. So it's, uh, I'm, I'm hoping that, helps people change their lives to some extent in the future because it, it just kind of helped me from like a obviously a recovery standpoint performance standpoint because of my aerobic capacity has increased with my my breath training and I kind of dialed back my physical training because I could equal out that balance and obviously I'd prefer no impact like running and stuff like right if I can supplement that with breath work it's it's been pretty cool uh for me to just kind of Again, I'm just a mind strong guinea pig, but it's uh, it's been a fun <laughs> little trip for me. That is, uh, that's all really cool stuff. I've got about I, I've got about ten terms that I've written down that I need to Google after I get off the phone with you. Uh, you can find him on Instagram at Brian underscore Peters ten. You can find him on Twitter there as well, and then of course the Mind Strong Project. Google that. Is it the MindStrongProject.com for their website? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the, the MindStrongProject.com, and then. Uh, just, just for you, if you want like some books that you can kind of get the, the two kind of intro books for what we do would probably be the oxygen advantage, um, by Patrick McCoon, McCown. And then, um, Scott Carney is a guy we had on, um, uh, our podcast, the Vinefarm project podcast, but he went and like tried to debunk, uh, Wim Hof stuff and then just became a believer in the breath and, uh, and uh, I guess the, the cold and uh, they, they do sauna too, but like the cold treatment, um, it's just, it's just, that's just kind of like a good story along with the learning process and what it can actually do for, um, I guess, really your, your day-to-day health for non-athletes. So that, that, that's more of a story tale than the oxygen advantages. Talks about the exchange, like the Bohr effect of the exchange of oxygen and carbon dioxide in the tissues and all that stuff. It's a little more technical, but it just gives, it just opens your eyes to, 
the competitive advantage of auction. That's cool. So th- those two books are something I'd recommend for you. Awesome. That's uh, that's really good stuff, man. So again, follow him on Instagram, Brian underscore Peters 10 or Twitter, Brian underscore Peters 10. Really appreciate it, man. And, uh, and, and good luck. I know you're still working out for NFL teams. You've really, you're, you're one of these guys that I really respect because you've done the absolute most with everything that God has given you. And, uh, and, and already in life, you've done more, in those terms than, than a lot of people ever have. So just keep it up. No, I appreciate that. I enjoyed the conversation. Uh, thanks, buddy. So there he is, Brian Peters, uh, an extremely intelligent person. He went to Northwestern, by the way. I don't think I mentioned that earlier. And if you do check out his Instagram or his Twitter, uh, the guy's shredded. I didn't want to say this while he was on the line. I didn't want to make it uncomfortable for him. Very lean and muscular individual. If for no other reason other than pure cosmetics, it might be a reason to start adhering to some of the nutritional philosophies of Brian Peters. But also, he is a guy who, like I like I said in the interview, I had met his parents before, and I could just tell based on how smart the guy is, his background as an NFL player, his credibility as an NFL player. I think he's going to help a lot of people out nutritionally and with health and fitness and I, I guess it extends above and beyond just health and fitness in, in terms of just more the the whole wellness aspect of everything. Anyway, I'm rambling myself now. Please subscribe to the podcast. If you haven't given a review already, if you want to give a five-star review on iTunes or anywhere else that you might review the podcast, I think you would be a fantastic human being. I really appreciate everybody that's done so already, and I will talk to you all next week. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.